I love that. I Great don't. story. I don't love that. Um, <laughs> and that sums that up. <laughs> Great. And that's why I drink. <laughs> Wrong podcast. I know. <laughs> Warning, this is a paranormal, true crime, and conspiracy podcast. Some of the content we cover can be extremely graphic, vulgar, and triggering. Please remember to take care of yourself. Listener discretion is advised. What's up, bitches, bros, and non-binary hoes? Hi! (laughs) Welcome back to another episode of the Is Not Odd podcast. And it just so happens to be part two of the Mass Folklore. (laughs) We're so annoying. Um... (laughs) I am Brianna. And I'm Paul. And we are your hosts. Of this all things spooky pod. And this is our humble abode. <laughs> Welcome to our obnoxiously amazing podcast for people who are just as obnoxious as us. Correct. And it, people who love spooky shit just like us. Love it. Accurate. Yeah, yeah. Um, what else is our podcast about for people true who are crime. just If you love true crimes. If you love true we crimes. We got some good ones. If you love little if, ghosty spooky bullshit. We got some. If you love some cons- conspiracy. <laughs> If you love we got that. aliens, maybe. We talk about aliens sometimes. Probably. Maybe. Um, Something's got probed. If, <laughs> if you love stuff like that, innuendos. If you love swearing, got that for you. If you love inappropriate jokes, got that for you. Yeah. Yeah. We got, we're got. we just a grab bag of all the good stuff. Yeah, we got all that stuff for yeah, you. Yeah, and this happens to be part two of our Mass Folklore special, special, special. So if you haven't heard part one. <laughs> if you haven't heard part one, you don't have to listen to part one because that's Paul's episode. But if you want to. Uh, you, you should be listening listen to, to part one. one before part two. You have to. It's vital to the story. It's not really. <laughs> but unless, unless you want to fuck us raw, you can just listen to this episode. But if you don't want to fuck us raw, you can go listen to part one. I'll yeah. wait. Welcome back. How about them pug wedgies, right? Am I right? Right. Right. Puck wedgies. That's what I'm saying. Give me a wedgie. Don't. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> we haven't, it's the same day that we recorded the, fir- the first part one, so um, there's nothing new to say. No. Nothing. nothing so that's why if you haven't heard part one, go listen to part one. <laughs> listen to our banter from part one. <laughs> And pretend like it's a banter for part two. Yeah. So, recap. How are you feeling? Stagnant. Great. Love that. How am I feeling? Miserable. Great. Love, Love that. that. Um, I'm drinking a coffee. Great. Love that. Paul? My coffee? Gone. Paul drinking a tiny diet Already gone. Pepsi. <laughs> Love that. Well, um, something this small, you can only get so much pleasure from it, so. The size doesn't matter. Um, Rue, Paul's dog, has a cone on her head. Love that for her. Luca, She's a satellite dish. He's asleep. For Luca once. has stinky. So that's Luca. actually changed from part one. That's is true. Luca is asleep. Yeah, and Luca, he was not asleep during part he one. He wasn't, and he has. He was chewing stinky. my foot in part one. Yeah, and he has stinky. Dig- yep. Oh, and since part one, <laughs> I dropped a dish of beans, um, and it broke. He did. He did. I heard the smash, and I was like, "What was it?" He's like, "The beans." I was like, "What?" I was like, "The what?" <laughs> beans yeah so the beans went boom um <laughs> and a boom 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 <laughs> i went to go get my my uh little my little diet pepsi um 
and it was uh, a little nestled a little too close to the beans and uh the beans container happened to just be glass i was um, wondering why the beans got dropped it's because i was wondering who has glass fucking containers clearly you that's not ours that's not ours it is yours it's, it's your parents and, and now, well, I now, it's parents. <laughs> now, now it's parents. Now it's not. Trash. Now it belongs to the trash. Yeah, but it's like, who has glass? Just get plastic. Uh, anyways, <laughs> ruin the environment. So, it's already ruined. Ruin the environment. So, yeah, I dropped the beans. Um, better than dropping the soap. I was just so, going to say that. That happened. Other than that, I just got hot. That's about it. <laughs> hot flashes, menopause, am I right? Yeah, men, no pause. Huh? <clears throat> anyway, um... <laughs> We were, like, very stagnant in the first episode, and this is the chaos. This is the chaotic energy. And I love that that's for my episode, because I feel like that embodies me very well. I'm very it's the Aries well. energy versus the Virgo energy. Yeah. For sure. Oh, my God. Um, Who was it? Kate? Was that work? Kate's like, you're a Taurus, right? I was like, I'm an Aries through and fucking through. I was like, I embody Aries energy so fucking, like, if you look up Aries energy, it's like hot-headedness, me. Like headstrong me like i'm a fucking aries through and through like i will yeah. literally scream at you and cry about it at the same time <laughs> if you look that virgo in the dictionary i'm next to it i also love to have you seen those tiktok where it's like um how people now are like dropping the bottles downstairs yes and like people are like duetting it and it's like they're like oh which zodiac sign is it there'll be one where it's like a bottle will go like down two steps and then like explode everywhere and it's like aries cry babies and i'm like bitch <laughs> Like, yeah. In your point. <laughs> I am. And I'm going to cry about it. <laughs> and I'm going to fucking punch you. Thank you. Thanks like, for reminding me. I will beat your ass and I'll cry about it. Right. What about it? What about it? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Astrology episode coming soon. <laughs> Eventually. Anyway. um, It's on the radar. Sorry? It's on the radar. Oh. I thought you said, let's talk about a dollar. I said... Am I having a stroke? <laughs> like, where did that sentence come from? I got a dollar. I got a hey, dollar. Hey, hey, hey. Um, okay. I'm going to jump into my story. Yeah. So, like I said, if you want more banter, listen to part one. Part one is a banter from part two. And that's all you get. Bye. <laughs> I hope that smack picks up <laughs> on the mic. Paul just smack the shit out of himself. It was so fucking loud. <laughs> What the fuck? Oh my god. Whatever. But yeah, welcome to part two of the Mass Vocal. Shut uh, up. <laughs> this is Brianna. This is her story. And we will get into it right about now. Mute your mic. <laughs> Thank you. My sources today. For the folklore part two of Massachusetts. Actually, I'm not going to sw- cite my sources yet. Yeah, me neither. Shut up. <laughs> okay. So... The Vampire Diaries, American Horror Story, Season 3 Coven, Hocus Pocus, and The Crucible all have what in common? Witches. Correct. They involve witches. Why are you doing the Salem Witch Trials? Not just any witches, but Salem Witches! <laughs> <laughs> now, what would be a Massachusetts folklore special without the freaking Salem Witch Trials? You know, I guessed this mentally, and I was like, I wonder if she's doing the of Salem. Of course. That's the only thing I could think of. Because I'll tell you what. It would be one, a lie, and two, a phony. And I'll tell you what, it's a good thing that here at Isn't That Odd Podcast, we are no such thing. So today, I'm covering the Salem Witch Trials because I feel like the Salem Witch Trials are the pinnacle of Massachusetts folklore. And I feel like I'm correct in that. So my sources today, 
That's why I wanted to get do the intro uh, first. Yeah. <laughs> because my sources today smart. are blackcatsalem.com. That would have gave it away. <laughs> oh, Salem. Um, Penn.org, smithsonianmag.com, newyorker.com, asm.org, wikipedia.org, and nyhistory.org. Before we start, Paul, I know you hate when I do this, so I'm going to do this, obviously. Um, uh, I love it. What do you know about the Salem Witch Trials? <laughs> they were <clears throat> accused by the town, and the town said, okay, and chained them with cinder blocks to their feet and threw them in the water. And if they floated and lived, they were a witch. If they drowned, they weren't, and that sucks. Sorry. Sure. Yep. I guess that's correct. Thank you. I got a point. Maybe like point one of a point because that's not at all what I'm talking about today. Oh, go off, King. Thank you. <laughs> I knew something you didn't. Mm. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay, so in the early years of our country, the colonists who now called this land home still held onto the beliefs passed down to them by their ancestors back in Europe. Stories of the devil, witches, demons, and other things that go bump in the night. Witch hunts were nothing new, of course, as they were already written into European history, claiming the lives of tens of thousands of women between the 13th to 16th century alone. By tying cinder blocks to their feet and throwing them in the water. Why are you talking like that? (laughs) (laughs) Have you ever seen the show The Good Doctor? Yeah, I don't like that show. Uh, that's just the way he talks. My name is Sean, and I am a surgeon. <laughs> I literally... That's, that show's just my new obsession, so I just unironically go I into that I fucking hate that show, one, because I love Grey's Anatomy, so, like, nothing can top Grey's Anatomy for me. You know, I'm a Grey's Anatomy stan. Two, I hate the show because the whole point of the show is that, like, he's super smart. Yeah. And nobody thinks that he's super smart because he he either is, like, he has some kind of... He's autistic. Yeah, it's, it's something. He has autism. Yeah. I don't know if it was like Asperger's or if they like were autism. I don't know if they actually said, you know what I'm saying? They did. Um, yeah. That's why I'm saying it. Yeah. But Asperger's is like a form of autism. So I don't know if they like actually said what, like what it was. Just said autism. Okay. Um, the whole point though is like nobody believes him because he's autistic, but he ends up being right. That's yeah. the whole show. I've never yeah. watched the show and I know that that's the whole point of every episode. Yeah. But it's him overcoming that and still becoming a great surgeon. But no it. one believes him. Why wouldn't they just start believing him? Cause he's always fucking right. Well, he's not always right, but for the most part, he is. That's my point. Yeah. Stupid. He'll know things. Because he has such a photographic memory that he can essentially picture, like, the whole body and then go into, oh, it's something wrong with the heart. And then, like, close in on the heart and, like, see, like, kind of see the issue in his head and kind of diagnose it from there. Nobody's Meredith Grey. Okay. In 1689. (laughs) Nice. Um, King William's War started in the American colonies, and this was a war between the French and the British. Not King Philip? No. When you said it, I was like, are we going to talk about the same war? It's not. (laughs) So this war basically just, like, pushed a lot of the colonists out of, like, upstate New York. It pushed them out of upstate New York, uh, Nova Scotia, and Quebec. So basically, like, out of, like, southern Canada, kind of, and, like, upstate New York. It just, like, pushed them down, so basically, like, into Massachusetts, basically. And that sent a lot of the refugees into, like, Essex County, including, like, Salem Village, which, fun fact, because I didn't know this, Salem Village is actually now present-day Danvers, Massachusetts, and Colonial Salem Town became what is now present-day Salem. Hmm. So, obviously, because a lot of the um, colonial towns are still, like, named the same thing, like, Boston's yeah. still Boston, but, like, a lot of them got renamed stuff, so, like, 
when we're talking about like Salem Village, it's actually Danvers. So, like interesting, never knew that Salem Town is where now actually Salem, Massachusetts. So, yeah. Like, we're, when I'm talking about him, I'll like um, make sure I'm like um, depicting the two, depicting where yeah. I'm actually talking about. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. <laughs> anyway. The influx of displaced settlers put a strain, to say the least, on the village's resources, creating, like, internal animosity and conflict. So basically how it always goes when there's any kind of refugee, like, influx, um, resources get very scarce. So even, like, with modern day, when there's, like, war and there's a lot of refugees in, like, um, resources get very scarce. Um, But it was to an extreme then because they didn't have as much, like, obviously modern medicine as we have, any kind of modern anything. It was just, like... All of a sudden, there was a lot more people there, and they were just like, what the fuck? So instead of realizing how stressful wartime and the change clearly was on everybody, the Puritan villagers instead believed that all the quarreling and all the fighting and all the animosity was, of course, the work of the devil. Mm. Because as we just went over in part one of the folklore episodes, the devil has a house on the Cape. <laughs> so I'm assuming that he's just had this house for like some odd like 300 years. This is because, a house. Yeah, he's just been here like fabs. But can I just say that like being a Puritan sounds miserable. Do you know like what Puritans like believe in? No, tell me. Okay. Because <laughs> I looked it up. <laughs> Puritan. <laughs> so there's like Christians and there's Catholics, right? Yeah. So basically, Christians and Catholics, um, sorry to break it to you if you're religious, but like they basically believe in the same thing. Christian and Catholic? Yeah. yeah. So I think it's Catholics who believe like, um, one of them believes in like the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, like mm. the, the Trinity. And then one of them only believes in like one singular, like like Jesus and then God, basically. Um, Puritans basically just believe that like you're sinful regardless of anything. Like you're just sinful. And God is going to fucking put, bring you to hell, basically. So, like, you literally, anything you do is sinful. And so they only have sex to procreate. And even doing that is sinful. Um, showing any kind of, like, joy for anything other than God is sinful. So if you're happy, it's sinful. Um, so they were always unhappy. And, like, let me just tell you, if you just have one single orgasm, babe, I promise you'll be so much happier. Hmm. And those are like, <laughs> I wish everybody could see Paul's face right now. Um, and so like when you, you know how like when we were in school and we had to read the book, like The Crucible mm-hmm. and how it would just like talk about how like the clothes that they had to wear, how they had like cover up to their necks and like they had to wear like the yeah. long, those are Puritans. Like they had to just like cover every inch of their body. Cause like God forbid they tempted a man. Literally. Yeah. Because God forbid it. Because they just could not be any ounce of fucking like sexual or anything like that. And it's just like, dude, if I promise just have an orgasm, God will love that for you. You'll be so happy. Love that for you. Like the Holy spirit will move you. Holy spirit. Activate, activate, activate. Like the orgasm will literally wake things up in your body and it'll just be great. A whole new world. <laughs> like when I was, I was on the Wikipedia page reading about the Puritan like views, and quite literally, they no happiness, just God. I was like, babe. Oh. Anyway, <laughs> along with that, <laughs> great controversy soon surrounded Salem Village's first ordained minister, and his name was Samuel Paris. He gained a reputation for his rigid, greedy nature, which honestly wasn't coming off too fly, especially with the influx of refugees. One, two, the village 
was not doing too hot because of all those refugees. And then he's supposed to be a minister. He's supposed to be giving. He's supposed to be speaking the word of God. And he's being a greedy fuck. He's supposed to be opening up the church and being like, oh, like, just being, speaking through God, being like, we're all going to work through this. Mm -hmm. Just being a man of God. And he's just being a greedy fucking dickhead. Are you shocked? Because I'm not. Oh. That's just, that's just how religious people are. Huh. And that's the motherfucking tea, sis. <laughs> that's straight that's off the tea. That's straight off the dome. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that we can say what began in Salem Village in 1692 can just be described as history repeating itself, as throughout history it truly tends to do. Circling back to Samuel Paris, who is the minister we just talked about. By the standards of the time, he was very well off. Because, again, it is that time in history. He and his family, of course, owned slaves. Hmm. And one of those slaves was a woman named Tichiba. Do you know Tichiba? Mm-mm. Okay. So I Tichiba, know Bathsheba. I know you do. So Tichiba may have originally been from Barbados, Haiti, or maybe another South African tribe, but there is um, definite, like, no answer on, like, her origin. And I want to say two things. One, Kiwon's family is from Barbados. Two, this is a side tangent. Okay. <laughs> the reason that her origin is not 100% known is because she's of African descent. And so we pr- we've talked about this before from when I did my Ancestry DNA kit. Um, there's no record of slaves other than the sell like the sales of them and who owned them at the time mm-hmm. so the only record of tichuba and other sale like other slaves literally in general not even just in the north but like in the south like literally any slaves that yeah. were alive at the time and before this the only records are who owned them at the time because simply they only saw them as property right so like if say on my ancestors DNA kit, I can see that like my mom's side of the family, because my mom's side of the family is white. Hi mom. Um <laughs> I can see that like my mom's family came over on the Mayflower. I can see where they lived before, like in England, and then like I think in like Ireland or something. I don't know, fucking no. My mom's family is all kind of white stuff. Um I could see all kinds of stuff but my mom's side of the family, but my dad's side of the family, who happens to be black and like mm-hmm. um, Puerto Rican and stuff like that, I can only see that they were from Africa and then they were in Virginia. And then they were, like, up here, and, like, that's it. And then that's all I can say. Like, I literally can't say anything else. Can I ask a super question? Sure. How can they trace that far back with DNA when they only have DNA of, like, recent people? Is that a stupid question to ask? It's like a family tree. No, I know, but how would... So, I get what you're saying. So, basically, uh, I'll use the example of my mom's side, because it's better historical records. Mm -hmm. So, um... They know, they as in, like, Big Brother, the government, yeah. knows that I'm related to my mom. Yeah. Knows that my mom is related to her mom. Yeah. Knows that going on, going on, going on. So there's just, like, records of, like, who's related to who going back. So there's, like, birth records of, like, this person's related Okay, to so person. they essentially have the birth records of yeah, all these people. of all these people going uh, back and back okay, and back okay, and back. Okay. So for my dad's side of the family... Damn, how do you get access to that? They just have, the like, the birth certificates and the birth records, and it's all, like, just I know, but on like, file how get, for everything. How do you get access to that? Because there's just birth certificates and, like, birth records and social security numbers for all these people. I know, but do they just go to the government and be like, yo, hand me over? Like, did 23andMe just go to, like, oh, the I federal don't... government and be like, yo, hand me over I'm all, not sure the, about that. all the people on the fucking planet, bro, that you got? I'm actually not sure about that. 
That's that was more so what I was. Yeah, I'm actually not sure about, about that. I know I, I know that the reason that they know who's related to who is from like birth records and family trees and yeah. stuff like that. But I'm not sure how they have access to that stuff. I'm assuming they must. Huh. But um, some secret database. It must, we don't it know. must be public information. It has to be, or else hmm. it's a public company. How else do they have the information? Right. Um, but like my dad's side of the family. Obviously, it's public information so far back because, like, once, like, um, Abraham Lincoln signed, like, the Emancipation, Emancipation Proclamation, Jesus Christ, um, and the slaves became free. Yeah. Quotations around that. <laughs> so that became, like, there was obviously, like, the birth records and stuff like that. But before that, there was only the records of, like, who owned who. So that's how they would know then who was related to who in terms of like um like the birth charts and like family trees for that because then they would keep track of like oh this slave birthed this slave and like that's the parentage for that so they kind of kept like the birth records in terms of that just to know who like which slave came yeah. from which family just for like um because say for example like if you had good genetics and you were like from a slave family we'll just say for a hypothetical mm-hmm. and you um had good genes and you had strong offspring i would say for example because this is the kind of way that they thought back then this is not even me being dramatic this is the way no yeah yeah they wanted to breed strong offspring to keep the labor going right and so that's how they would kind of like do it to breed strong offspring so they would kind of just like try and mix so that's kind of how they would keep track of like who could give them stronger offspring so they could have better slaves so yeah it's just it's just a fucked up situation but I just made it, made it a point to do that fucking side tangent because that shit pissed me off when I was doing the Ancestry DNA thing. The whole point of that whole thing that I just got off on was I was pissed when I was doing the Ancestry DNA thing because, like, I know a lot of my mom's of the family, but I don't really talk to my dad, so I don't know anything about them. So all I know is that, like, the DNA that I have, it says that I'm, like, from, like, my ancestors are, like, from Africa, obviously, and, like, I have, like, Bantu people DNA in me, and I have, like, um, Nigerian DNA in me and all this kind of stuff. But it's, like, that's all I know. And it's, like, I don't know anything else about, like, when these people came over and, like, all this kind of stuff. Because, like, literally, there's no record of it. Because these people were just, like, forced over here. And it's, like, obviously, I'm not really want to do 23andMe, but I still feel like it's just, um, it's all a facade and they just want my DNA for something. Um, I felt like that for a long time. But, honestly, if they're going to clone me, that's their problem. And they have to deal with that bitch. Because, like, could you imagine them cloning me? Because, like, I'm annoying already. Could you imagine them cloning me? You have to deal with that fucking bitch. You have to deal with that fucking bitch. <laughs> they just drop her off at your house and be like, actually, we can't take care of her. Because, so like, sorry. I'm I'm very t- toned down because of my trauma. Imagine me trauma-free. <laughs> bitch. No. Absolutely not. I would be a firecracker. Absolutely not. <laughs> Boop. No. Anyway, sorry. I just had to get off on that tangent. Okay. <laughs> I was upset writing my notes. I was upset when I was thinking about it. I was like, I have to talk to Paul about this. But you should do the DNA test. It's really cool. Um, I'll show you the um, DNA chart that I did. But, like, it shows, like, my mom's family coming over, like, on the Mayflower and stuff. Like, my mom's huh. family literally, like, signed the stuff on the Mayflower to come over. It was cool. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, like, it is cool in a sense, but it's just ridiculous. I don't know. I feel very torn about it because it is cool that I have all this family history going back on one side, but it's kind of annoying that I get railroaded <laughs> on the other side because literally I can go back only so far and then it's just like a wall where yeah. like slavery is because like, you don't know anything else. Besides like these documents of like, oh, this person bought this person and it's just like looking at it, it's like, oh yeah, cool. I can kind of see my family history, but also at the same time, it's like, I don't want to see my ancestors being bought and sold. Right. I don't know. I have a weird emotion about it. No, I get it. I could <laughs> see it. Anyway. <laughs> Great. So... <laughs> Let me step off of my slavery soapbox. (laughs) 
so Tichiba being a slave, um, she was what was called at the time like a house slave. So she basically wasn't like in the fields or anything like that. She was basically would help take care of things in the house in terms of like cooking, cleaning, and caring for the children. Mm-hmm. Basically, anything that was needed to be done running the household, she would do it. Um, she would do, literally do anything she was told, to be honest with you. Um, so Paris, who again was the minister, he had a nine-year-old daughter named Elizabeth, or she would sometimes go by Betty. Um, and he also had an 11-year-old niece whose name was Abigail Williams. Betty and Abigail started having what we can call fits in early 1692. These fits would involve them screaming, throwing things, uttering strange sounds, and contorting themselves into strange positions. Do you know what like what I mean by like contorting themselves? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I hate when people contort themselves into weird positions. It literally makes me want to fucking throw up. Like yes. literally when people like get like they're like, oh I can do like back bends, I want to kick them in the face because it makes me want to throw up. It reminds me of like exorcisms and shit. I hate it. That's um, exactly what I picture when I hear that. I hate it so much. I'm like, please get the fuck away from me. Um the girls also complained of being pinched and pricked by pins, but obviously there was nothing there. They just complained of, like, these imaginary pains. So the local village doctor, like, when they went, he, the doctor couldn't find any physical evidence that anything was actually wrong with the girls. Um, thus, he proclaimed that it must be supernatural. Hmm. Yeah, of course. So the doctor expressed that he was worried that someone was performing witchcraft to punish the minister and his family, because that obviously makes the most sense. Right. One of the members of the church told Tichuba to make something that's called a, quote, witch cake. And this witch cake would reveal the true identity of the person who was tormenting the girls. So Tichuba, again being the slave of the house, she just did what she was told and she followed the church members' instructions and she made the cake. She would take, like, the mix of the cake, and she would mix in urine from both of the girls in with rye meal. So, like, rye is, like, a, um, a grain. Yeah. And she would bake it into a small cake, and then she would feed it to the family's dog. Oh. But when she finished making the cake, and then she fed it to the family's dog, I think, like, the whole purpose of, like... If the dog, like, died, I think. I don't know what the end game was to feed it to the dog. I truly don't know. They never really went into, what, like, what was going to happen when the dog ate the cake. My only guess is, you know how dogs have, like, super keen sense of smell? Yeah, I, maybe the dog So I'm assuming, like, like maybe in, somehow, whatever, they thought ingesting, like, the girl's urine would show the soul, you know, whoever... Yeah put this on them and they could smell the fucking curse or something yeah, and yeah. Go maybe the to dog it. would like go to the person yeah yeah, yeah. i don't know what the fuck that, that that's they my never only really guess yeah i think you're probably right i was like maybe the dog i was like maybe the dog will die but i was like why would they what want that to dog, dog doing no literally i feel like it was just a bad way of getting the dog to sniff out the witch's curse essentially oh 100 it was a bad way to figure it out regardless yeah but when she finished making the said witch cake the two girls revealed that it was, in fact, Tichiba herself who was tormenting the girls. And so Tichiba now was the first accused witch in Salem. Tichiba was then interviewed by Paris, who was her owner, and his most trusted advisors. And Tichiba actually denied being a witch and denied doing anything to ever harm the girls ever. Like, she would never do that. 
because white religious people do white religious shit, on February 25th, Anne Putham, I think is how you pronounce her name, and Betty Huddard, I think is how you pronounce her last name. These are names from the 1600s. Bear with me. Sure. Um, <laughs> they went and they just jumped on the motherfucking bandwagon. And they started saying that Tichuba was using magic to hurt them as well, with the help of two other women. And these two other women, one of them was Sarah Good, and the other one was Sarah Osborne. So they're both named Sarah. It's always so. fucking Sarah's, bro. We've said this before. It's always Sarah's. I think we actually have said this before. It's always Sarah's. <laughs> if your name is Sarah, Why? we're watching you. We got we got our eye on you. Yeah. Fucking Sarah's, am I right? Keep your eye open if you're dating a Sarah. Gotta keep an eye out for Celine or Gotta keep an eye out for Sarah. <laughs> Sarah. So Sarah Sarah Have you ever seen that video? No. I'll show it to you later. <laughs> I was like, the guy's like in his canoe in a kayak. Oh yeah. And he's like tipping over slowly. <laughs> Sarah And she's like, just stand up. <laughs> I can't. Sarah, what am I gonna do? Yeah. I have seen that. Anyway, so um, Sarah Good was a homeless... Sounds like she's more like Sarah Bad. Oh my right? gosh. <laughs> she was a homeless beggar. Oh. And she openly rejected the Puritan ideals of self-control and discipline. So like that would literally be me. So I would literally be accused as a witch. Sarah Osborne rarely attended church. And the Puritans believed that she had her own, quote, self-interests... Like, at heart. Like, she truly didn't care. So, there's two, essentially, outcasts of the Puritans. Yep. And they're just like, yeah, she cursed me, too. And they believe them. They take their word for what it's worth, even though they... Okay. Makes sense. I said white religious people do white religious shit. Unless they're just like, oh, yeah, they must have... She must have cursed them, and that is what put them on their path to not be pure. Who fucking... This whole, I mean, I'm going to get into this, but quite literally, all the accusations are quite literally just like he said. It's basically just she said, she said, but it's like he said, she said. Yeah. And it literally is like there's no proof besides just like, oh, that person said you're a witch. You're a witch. Yeah. That's literally what it comes down to. Sounds about white. Sounds about fucking white. (laughs) (laughs) Especially in Tichipa's case. So Betty's testimonies inspired the community to take legal action. So Betty was the second woman who also said that Sarah and Sarah, yep. We got off on that little tangent, so I was like, do you know yeah. who Betty was? <laughs> and so all three accused women were arrested on February 29th. So literally within like a few days of all the shit going down. The following day, on March 1st, all three of the accused witches were questioned in the Salem meeting house. Where all of Salem vigit... Vidges. Vidges. <laughs> we're all... Vidges. <laughs> we're all of Salem Village and their accusers could watch. At the, quote, trial, if we can even call it that, to be honest, the accused witches were kept in chains and the audience was allowed to chime in. And by chime in, I mean just fucking yell. At any time, they fucking felt like it to share their suspicions about the supposed witches. So like, Witch! It's not like court today where it's like, they're like fucking ordering the court, shut the yeah. fuck up. Like, you know, literally they would like be in the middle of court, like trying to like defend themselves or whatever, like the trial, if you want to call it. And like people could just like start screaming and just scream, saying whatever they want. They would just like, it would just, that's just how it went. Yeah. Throughout the questioning, the four accusers kept falling into fits and screaming accusations directed at the prisoners. So the two young girls from the beginning of our story and then the two 
um, Betty and Anne just started screaming shit as well. Like, they were all just throwing fits. Like, Wait, did I get it backwards? So the Sarahs were accused witches. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, I thought they were accusing... No. Both Sarah... Sarah I thought they Sarah. were accusing uh, Tijaba? No, so... I thought... Uh, okay. So I, I retract some of my statement, but it's still always the Sarah. Yeah. I keep that as true. Yeah. So Tijuba is an accused witch and then Sarah and Sarah. So we're going to call both, we're going to call both Sarahs by their last name just so we don't get confused. Gotcha. So Sarah Good and Sarah Osborne, we're going to call them Good. That's why Osborne. I was confused because I was like, they're not, they're essentially outcasts of the Puritans, but they're saying, oh, Tijuba is a witch and yeah, they no, believe but that's them. why they're oh, getting okay. accused because they're outcasts. Got it. Now it makes, and then now Betty, it makes more sense. Yeah. Betty and Anne accused Good and Osborne of being witches because they're outcasts. I confused myself. Yep. And then the two young girls accused Tichuba. So it's the two outcasts and the black slave being accused. Got it. Yep. Okay. Makes sense. That, this scenario makes a lot more sense in my head. (laughs) I was literally just going to explain a little bit more, but okay. While being questioned, Good and Osborne both refused to confess to practicing witchcraft. Although, this is like a little bit of a tea, Sarah Good did say that she thought Sarah Osborne might be a witch. (laughs) <laughs> which is hilarious <laughs> because remind like let me remind you they're all three of these girls well women are chained together so like imagine being chained next to somebody and it's like i'm not a witch but this bitch next to me might be a fucking witch i'd be so heated i would bro. be like what the fuck do you mean i would choke I him with the chain i would somehow find a way to choke him with the chain <laughs> literally when i read that i was like bitch what the fuck do you mean i might be a witch like what do you mean we're in this shit together bitch the fuck do you mean i might be a witch we're like, trying to get out of here and you're just trying to deflect on it i mean that people do do that they yeah. say it's not me but it's probably them and then um Sarah Good was the homeless beggar, so I don't know if it was kind of just like an all, like, she was only worried about her own thing, her oh. own, yeah. So I don't know if it's like she was so used to being on her own that she was just kind of like, fuck everybody else, I'm only right. worried about myself, but yeah. But when I just saw that, I was like screaming when I was writing my notes, I thought it was so funny. Anyway, everything changed at the trial when they started questioning the baddie that she is, Tichuba. She told them... That the devil came to her and asked her to join him. Mm. Tichuba told them that she had seen Sarah Osborne and Sarah Good with her own eyes use magic to hurt the girls. And she also revealed that they had been helped by two other women and a man from Boston whom Tichuba did not recognize. So she's just like, I'm a witch. These two are witches. There's two other witches. And there's a guy who's like a warlock. Oh, so she was like, I am a witch. And yeah. she's like, these others, I've yep. also... Oh, okay. She's the very first one who's like, I'm a witch. Damn. Very first one. She said, we ain't getting out of it, so I'm yeah. bringing all of us down. She told them that Good and Osborne had demons in the form of animal... Animal? <laughs> animal companions who helped them commit their crimes, which, aka familiars, if you didn't know what a familiar was. If you've seen The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, oh, Salem. Him. Literally Salem. I love him. Um, and she ended up confessing that they, Good and Osborne, had bullied her into becoming a witch and hurting the girls. So she basically is like, they made me become a witch. Like, they started it and, like, you know. Um, while Tichiba was testifying this, her accusers simply stopped screaming. And this was used as evidence that Tichiba was, in fact, telling the truth. Because, mind you, they were screaming this whole fucking time. The whole time that Good and Osborne were talking and being like, I'm not a witch, but she might be a witch. What do you mean? I'm not a fucking witch. Fuck you. Like, 
everybody's fucking screaming. As soon as Tichabodo starts talking, it's like, actually, I'm a witch, they're a witch, two of the people are witches, that guy's a witch, like, they're not screaming. They just stop. Hmm. Which is like, suspicious ha, and weird. is like, get it? <laughs> yes, I get it. <laughs> it's suspicious and weird. Could be a coincidence, but also, that's a hell of a coincidence. Tichaba claims to the court that this is because the spirit of Sarah Good was hurting, like, the accusers, and that's why they were screaming the whole time. Hmm. But, like, she claims that she, like, saw it happening the whole time. So she's claiming that she can see it happening. And so the reason that it stops when Tichaba was talking was because Tichaba was making it stop. And, like, her speaking the truth was, like, making it so that way Sarah Good couldn't hurt the girls anymore, basically. Mm-hmm. The crazy thing is, though, is, like, as soon as Tichaba's, like, dry snitching, basically, she was struck blind and mute. <laughs> so she is dry snitching and is, like, I'm seeing this with my own eyes. And then she can't talk and she can't see. Which is messy. Because it's, like, bitch, you gonna snitch. Now you can't see, you can't talk. Say you see nothing. <laughs> can't say shit. Shut the fuck up. Nope. <laughs> it's just, like... This, this story is just so messy, and I love it. Because, it like, is. when you think about it, it's just messy. It's, it's petty. It's messy. I love it. Anyway. <laughs> the next day, they interview Tichaba in her cell. Because once she gets struck, like, um, like deaf and blind and stuff like that, they kind of, like, adjoin everything, and they're just like, this is not going anywhere anymore. So they just kind of, like, clear the court room out, and they, yeah, whatever. So the next day, they interview Tichaba in her jail cell, where she sings like a fucking canary, even more than she could, because she was already singing the day before. I thought she was deaf and... It was just for that day. Oh. They just, when they saw the next day, it went away. Oh. I'm assuming because they separated her away from, from Good and Osborne. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming it's because they separated them. She told them the next day that she had signed the devil's book with her blood, and she described the devil as a tall man with white hair. So just a white man on the cape. Sounds about right. Sounds, yeah. <laughs> Facts. All the listeners on the cape are going to be like, fuck this bitch. <laughs> Plot twist, I grew up on the cape, so I can confirm the devil is probably on the cape. <laughs> I'm just taking Brianna's word. Yeah. <laughs> it's so fucking funny. Um, she also told them that the devil had shown her Sarah, like Sarah Good and Sarah Osborne's names in the book. And like, you watched... Like, it's the Sabrina show. Yeah, that's, like, one of the main Yeah, like, every, in every, um, in every instance of, like, witches, they always talk about how the, how to be a witch, you have to sign, like, it's called, like, the Book of the Beast, it's called, like, the Book of the Damned, yeah. it's called so many different things, but, like, to be a witch, you have to sign this book, and so, like, Tisha was saying, like, I signed this book, and when I was signing the book, the devil showed me their names, like, I know for a fact that they're witches, because I saw their names in the book. And the book actually had nine signatures in total. So she's saying, like, the three of us are witches, and then there's all these Good other Good luck witches. finding the other six. Yeah. She also explained that she had flown around on sticks with her fellow witches, and they were just leisurely going on flights all around, all around, flying throughout the night on witches, just Love doing, that. like, the Sanderson sisters thing, just vibing, you know. <laughs> and lastly... She finally confessed that the witches had held a meeting to make a plan to destroy the Puritans right in her master's home, who, again, is Samuel Paris, who is the Puritan-like minister. And they used their power to hide it from him, so that way he could never find out that they, in fact, held this meeting in his home. Huh. (laughs) I was like, you're giving me a look. Are you confused? No. (laughs) Witches be crazy. Witches do be crazy. So... With Tijuba having confessed to being a witch, right? Right. Claims 
then start flooding in, accusing her of attracting girls like Abigail, who is uh, Paris's niece, and Betty, who's, again, his daughter, with stories of, quote, enchantment. You can probably guess where this is going. But these stories include that the tales were, like, of sexual encounters with demons, you know, swaying the minds of men and fortune-telling. Love that. The point was to stimulate the imagination of these girls. So the point is, is the Puritans are like, oh, you're a witch. That means that you must be trying to corrupt our young girls into being harlots. Because, of course, being a witch means that you must be a slut. Yeah, of course. Didn't we all know that? Yeah. Yeah. Puritans are like, oh, you don't believe in God? You must love dick. Like, yep. You're a slut. Wait. Hmm. Hmm. Is that why I'm a homosexual? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Nice. Nice. I'm okay with it. Ugh, I can't stand going into churches. Because <laughs> you're a witch or because you're a homosexual. Because I signed the Book of the Beast. I wish I was a fucking witch. <laughs> I'll sign the Book of the Beast. Where it at? Well, he lives on the Cape. We'll go find him. <laughs> <laughs> okay. After this episode, we'll go to the, we'll make a trip to the Cape. Okay. Okay. Love great. That. Um... An interesting fact that I did find is that, so this whole story is going on, right? And the whole reason that, like, Tijuba and this trial is going on with both Sarahs and all the stuff is going on is because the minister, like Samuel Paris, his daughter and his niece are having these fits, right? Right. I saw on one of my sources that mm-hmm. it's, like, a known thing that it's thought or believed that Samuel Paris did not believe the girls. He thought that they were faking it. Oh. T. And Tituba came out many years later, basically. Out of the closet. <laughs> basically. And said that Paris actually... The broom closet. Shut up. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and said that Paris actually beat her for weeks until she confessed to being a witch. So. Nice. Yeah. So, like, it's, I don't know. The whole situation is just very messy. So, with with the seeds of paranoia being planted and tended and watered and all this kind of stuff, just being tended to. And after everyone heard that Tichuba and the accusers had to say, a stream of accusations followed over the next few months. And now we're just going to go over a few of the accusations and the accused. You ready? Because it's a decent list. Ready. Ready, Freddy. Ready for ready. Hmm. Martha Corey. Not Mariah Carey. (laughs) What? I said Martha Corey, who's not Mariah Carey. Martha May? (laughs) And Rebecca Nurse. From Whoville? So, Corey expressed skepticism regarding the credibility of the young girl's accusations, which is basically what I just said, like, Paris was apparently known to have expressed in private to his trusted advisors but the fact that this girl was doing it publicly people are like which um so that drew attention to her and the charges against her and rebecca nurse deeply troubled the community because both of them were dedicated and devout members to the church so they basically were like, if these two girls who go to church every fucking week who are devout Puritans can be accused as witches, nobody's fucking safe. Oh, T. Another one that was accused, her name was Dorothy Good, and she was Sounds only like four years bad. old. Mm. Yeah, take it back. No. 
She was Still only, stands. She was only four years old, and she was the daughter of Sarah Good, who was like one of the original. Four years too long to be able to be a witch. They questioned her, even though she was only a child, and. To be honest, she obviously didn't really understand what was being asked for because, again, she was only fucking four. Um, and her questions were, like, her answers to the questions were, like, constructed as a confession that implicated her mother. Oh. So they thought she was a witch and her mother was a witch. Another one was Rachel Clinton, like Bill Clinton. Like Hillary. <laughs> she was arrested for independent charges unrelated to the afflictions of the girls in, Sal- in Salem Village. Nonetheless, though, she was a witch. Um, and then in April, there was Sarah Cloyus, I think is how you pronounce that last name. Sure. Sure. Um, she was Rebecca Nurse's sister, so she was clearly guilty simply by association. Yep. Um, and Elizabeth Proctor, who that name I'm pretty sure is in the Crucible. John Proctor. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Proctor is in the, cro- in the Crucible. Yeah. That sounds very familiar. Yeah. I just butchered the word Crucible. Crucible. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I have right here, Elizabeth's husband, John Proctor, stood by his wife and objected and objected, resulting in his arrest that very next day. Um, and within the same week, there was Gills Corey, who was Martha's husband, who we talked about earlier. And again, he was a Covenant church member. So it's just all these people who were being arrested. And then there was Elizabeth Hobbs, there was, uh, Bridget Bishop, and then there was more... Maury. <laughs> Maury? I didn't mean to say Maury! <laughs> Maury! Maury! There was Mary Warren, who also got arrested. And then there was uh, Deliverance Hobbs, who was Abigail Hobbs' stepmother. And everybody, the last four names that I just said, they were all arrested and examined. And by examined, I mean they were looking for, like, moles or, like, freckles or any kind of mark. Because if you had, like, a freckle or a mole in a weird spot, they would cl- say that was, like, a witch mark. Mm-hmm. And so that meant you were a witch. Got so it. God forbid you were in the sun for too long. And I think by this point, after all these arrests, I've named, like, fucking... I don't even know how many names I just named off, but I just named off so many fucking people. But this one, I think they realized that if they confessed, they had a better chance of living. Because if you simply said, like, I'm not a witch, they were just like, oh, you're going to fucking die. But if you, like, confess to being a witch, they were like, okay, like, God can help you. Like, you confessed. Like, you can repent for your sins of being a witch. Huh. Simply as, like, Tichuba had. Right. Because Abigail Hobbs, Mary Warren, and Deliverance Hobbs all confessed, and they quickly began naming additional people as accomplices. So if you confessed and then you just started naming other people, basically, they wouldn't kill you. They would just be like, we can help you, basically. Help us, we help you. Even though I already named a lot of people. Alrighty. The list still goes on. Oh. I just want to keep saying the names because, like, these women are victims. So there was also Sarah Wildes. There was William Hobbs, who was the husband of Deliverance and the father of Abigail Hobbs. There was um, Mary Etsy, who was the sister of Cloyance and Rebecca Nurse. There was Edward Bishop Jr. and his wife, Sarah Bishop. And then there was Mary Elizabeth. And that's the end of my name of list. Hmm. <laughs> just so you know. Got it. <laughs> now, I just wanted to go over those names, obviously, because 75% of the names that I just went over, honestly, was just guilty by association. Like, I just kept saying, like, this person who was related to this person, and then there was this person who was married to this person, and this person who was, like, neighbors with that person. It quite literally was just guilty by association. There was zero evidence, and it was just mass hysteria. That's quite literally why most of these people got arrested. Nice. So if it's like, 
If I was accused of a witch and you were like, Brown is not a witch, I know her. They'd be like, you're a witch and you would get arrested. And then Andrew's like, Paul's not a witch. That's my husband. He's like, ah, oh, gay, husband, witch. Uh. Like, that's literally how it would go. And then that's just how people would keep getting arrested. So it was crazy. Now. Now. <laughs> Are you confused at all? Because I just, like, kept naming people. Okay, perfect. <laughs> Did you ever find the Crucible reference? No. Okay. <laughs> I searched up John Proctor and I said, say on which trials. And I was like, okay, Valid. doesn't help. <laughs> so. After all the fucking arrests, right? I feel like it's probably because of Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. Possibly. Sabrina-er. Sabrina. <laughs> Gotta keep an eye out for sabrina <laughs> After all the fucking arrests, right? Right. On May 27th. May 27th. I almost said 19. I knew that was wrong. <laughs> 1692. Um, Governor. Huh? What? You say 69? Yeah. Nice. Uh, Governor William Phillips ordered the establishment of a special court. And this special court would strictly rule over the witch cases. I just went over that long-ass list of arrests. Yeah. That probably that you weren't even listening to. You probably checked out for that long-ass list yeah. of Dutchman. Yeah. I was, heard names, and I was like, yeah, those are names. It was probably it was mainly for the listeners. Yeah. Um, they probably checked out, too. Yeah. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, We're back. So the regular courts could not fucking deal with all they this shit. Couldn't. Because there was, like... Too many people. Too many people. One. Yeah. There's already other crimes going on, like, yeah. normal shit. And now you have all the fucking jail cells filled with those... Witches. Yeah, the witch accusations. So they had to make a witch, fucking... Witch, witch is witch. Exactly. Yeah. Don't know what that means. <laughs> they had to make a special court to just deal with the witch shit. Because witch, witch is witch. Witch you know? court. Witch, witch, witch. Witches. Bitches. Witches. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> and you ain't cool unless you're a witch. Sorry? <laughs> What did you say? Said you ain't cool unless you're a witch. Oh. And so this so this court was strictly for the Suffolk, the Essex, and the Middlesex. Middlesex? Middlesex. 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 Middlesex count. Just as it sounds. Middlesex. Middlesex. Sex in the middle. Nice. Instead of sex in the city, it's sex in the middle. Middlesex. Nice. Sex and the city. Not sex in the city. I don't know. That's a Mandela effect. Shout out to some old episode I did on that. Hey, Paul. Huh? Shut up. Okay. <laughs> so the first accused witch that was brought before the special court was... Tichaba. Bridget oh. Bishop. Yep. So Tichaba was not going to be brought... Second guess was Bridget Bishop. I bet it was. So Tichaba wasn't going to be brought before the court because she admitted to being a witch. So they didn't need to try her because she already said, like, so I'm a witch. So she was hanging in jail? Yeah. Nice. Because they're going to try and cleanse her soul and save her because mm. she admitted to being a witch so kind of like um how christians do that thing now where it's like if you accept jesus into your soul before you die like your soul will be saved i don't want my soul to be saved but do you know what i'm talking about yeah um they kind of had like the same thing where it's like if you admit to the crime like they're not going to kill you because like you can be saved at that point mm. in their eyes because you're accepting your guilt i get it but like bridget was mentioned in that long ass list of mass hysteria oh, that we bridget. just went over Anyway, she was an older woman, and she was known for her gossipy habits and her, like, promiscuity. So she was just, like, being a cougar, basically, in the 1960s, which is just fucking crazy to me. One, it's the 1600s. I think it's just the 1960s, but I meant the 1600s. 1960s? I think that's what I just said, but I didn't mean it. (laughs) I take it back. (laughs) I just, like, can't comprehend the 1600s, because that's so long ago. It's, like, 300 years ago. One. Two. It's the 1600s. 
three. She's a cougar. Four. In the 1600s. It's Puritans. Five. Puritans! Five. What the fuck? <laughs> anyway, when she was asked, like, when she was asked in court if she committed the witchcraft, mm. um, she simply said to them, quote, I am as innocent as a child unborn, end quote. And, like, I don't think that, like, the court found that, like, truly convincing or, like, moving in the slightest. And I think it might have had to do with, like, her being a cougar. I think that had something to do with it and, like, her being, like, promiscuous. Um, Alexa, play Promiscuous Girl by Nelly Furtado. Hey, Siri, play Promiscuous Girl by Nelly Furtado. <laughs> so I don't think they found it too convincing, you know, because she was found guilty of being a witch. And practicing witchcraft. Mm -hmm. And on June 10th, she became the very first person to ever hang on what was later called Gallows Hill. Yikes. Sounds like a dark place. R.I.P. Bridget. Mm. So this court would later sentence five people to hang in July, five more in August, and eight in September. And on October 3rd, the court denounced the use of spectral evidence. And you're trying to figure out what that is. I see the look on your face. And don't worry, because I'm going to tell you. Mm. Um, It is the testimony about dreams and visions. So basically, Mm. someone couldn't come in and be like, I had a dream that Paul was a witch. Because they would use that as evidence. They'd be like, oh, you're a witch. They had a dream you were a witch, you're a witch. So basically, at this point in time, you just don't want to be associated with really anybody. Literally. You don't want to have bad blood with anybody, Taylor's version, because literally... (laughs) If that... If bad blood, Taylor's version, doesn't have Katy Perry as a feature, I don't want it. It makes sense. Did you see that Carly Kloss was in the nosebleeds? I don't even know who she is. She's in the bad blood music video. She's the one who told Scooter Scooter Braun to buy, or that Taylor Swift's um, things were up for sale. Like, that was, like, T-Swift's bestie, and then she said, like, she told Scooter, like, hey, Taylor Swift's music is up for sale, even though they were besties, and then Scooter brought it. So they're not besties. They're not anymore. That's why she was in the nosebleeds, even though she was in the music video. Interesting. Crazy. Anyway. (laughs) That's crazy. It is crazy. Yeah, so you didn't want to have bad blood with anybody, because literally, like, if you want to be a petty bitch, you could just be like, oh, I had a dream that this this guy was a witch. Or like, oh, I had a dream, like, I had a vision that this girl was a witch. Like, not even, like, the fact that you had a vision could possibly make you a witch. Because, like, that seems like a really witchy thing to have. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> anything could make you a witch, basically. But this court truly didn't last long. After Governor Phillips, who's the one who, again, made the court, his wife ended up getting accused of being a witch. And the governor basically took that very personal. And he took matters into his own hands. And he stopped any further arrests. And he released many of the accused witches. So as soon as his wife got accused, he was like, actually, I think we're being a wee bit dramatic. I think we should stop. I think we should take a breather. We should stop executing people. Mm, we should think Casually. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's like, I know that my wife's not a witch. Like, he's like, maybe all these other people aren't witches. So he disbanded the court and he replaced it on October 29th with a, quote, new and improved court. Wow. And this court was called the Superior Court of... Judiacur, I think is how you pronounce the word. So we're going to go with that. And this court, again, did not allow any of the evidence of, like, like the spectra evidence mm-hmm. with the vision and stuff. And this court condemned just about three out of 56. So it, they wow. cut down a lot of people that they were executing at this point. I wonder what the parameters were. 
it seems that they were cut down a lot. No, I know, but I yeah. I feel like I wonder what pieces of evidence they had against the three that, that were the, just like was, you were yeah. a witch. It had to have been extreme because before they were just like, oh, you're a witch, dead. Um, so I'm curious what the three did to actually make make it so that way they could die. Um, so it just really seems that his wife being accused just made him come to his senses. And by May of 1693, Phillips had pardoned all of the imprisoned witches of all the charges. So they were just set free and basically were just knocked off all the charges. Mm -hmm. But the damage was unfortunately already done because 19 men and women had already been hung on Gallows Hill on the charges. And those were not the only lives that were lost, unfortunately. In September of 19... I don't know why I keep saying 19. In September of 1692, Gills Corey, who, if you remember, was Martha's husband when we went through that long-ass list, Mm -hmm. he was quite literally pressed to death after refusing to submit himself to a trial. When I tell you he was pressed to death, I mean he was pressed to death. Like, they literally put him between two rocks. Oh. He was pressed to death. Interesting. Yes. And at least five of the accused died in their jail cells, and not even animals were saved. The colonists in Anover and Salem Village killed two dogs because they believed that the poor pups were linked to the devil himself. So basically like hellhounds. Yep. Now, once everybody realized that they were being a, a tad bit dramatic. You think? They finally realized it, and that they maybe overreacted. A little bit. Many involved admitted publicly that their own guilt and error may have caused a lot of people to lose their lives. <laughs> now, on January 14th of 1697, the Massachusetts General Court ordered a day of fasting and, quote, soul searching over the tragedy of Salem. As if, though, that would ever truly be enough. But again, I'm just going to digress. In 1702, the court declared the trials, quote, unlawful. That's truly shocking that now it's unlawful. But yeah, now. Again, digress. <laughs> and in 1711, the colony passed a bill restoring the rights and good names of many, but of course, not all, of the accused, also granting a total of 600 pounds in restitution for their heirs. And like pounds is just like British money. Yeah. I don't know what that is converted because it would have to be inflation plus conversion. I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> Are you doing it right now? I'm going to try. So it's 600 pounds in 1711. 1611? No, 1711. Yeah. Go. I mean, this is 1,000 pounds in 1770 is equivalent to purchasing power to about 233,347 pounds today. And whatever that is in USD. But still Mm -hmm. a very, very large dump. Hmm. Well... But it wasn't until um, 1957, and it is 19. 19. It is 19. Like 100. More than 250 than... years later. Got it. That Massachusetts, the state of Massachusetts, our state, formally apologized for the events of 1692. Good for them. Not really. Oh. But that's, I digress, for a third time. Now. Third time's a charm. The real question is. What's the real question? Tell me. Why the fuck? Good question. <laughs> were Elizabeth Paris and Abigail Williams acting like that in the first place? 
Nearly 331 years later, all we can truly do is speculate. And it was 331 years ago. I checked last night. Was it just two young white women throwing a fit and blaming a slave and it and like their lie just got away from them and just got out of hand and it just turned into mass hysteria? Like, yeah. was that the case? Was it truly bewitchment? Was the devil truly in Salem? No, he's on the cape. Or, <laughs> valid. <laughs> or was it something that the people of the time would have never even thought of? A popular theory that's become pretty popular. Mm. Of what caused the, quote, fits that would have kicked off the Salem witch trials was that the accusers suffered from eroticism, I think is how you pronounce it. And it's a form of food poisoning from ingesting grains, typically rye, that is contaminated with the fungus erot, which is spelled E-R-G-O-T. It's not contagious, so you can't, like, pass it on to somebody else, like yeah. a cold or something. Um, you have to, like, ingest it. So it's, you could just get it just from eating contaminated food. Yeah. So basically, Elizabeth and Abigail are in the same house. So if they're eating the same bread that's contaminated with this rye, that's contaminated with this fungus, they're going to have the same symptoms. Right. And if the townspeople are eating the same rye the same concept they're gonna get contaminated they're gonna have these weird symptoms where they're Mm -hmm. contorting their bodies they're doing all these things that's gonna happen it's a valid thing that could happen but the symptoms include muscle spasms vomiting delusions headache and hallucinations um this theory has never been confirmed but it's extremely interesting if you ask me it'll honestly never truly be confirmed and truly all we can do is speculate so before we get into what i truly think i just want to know paul what do you think because we're always polar opposites so i just want to know what you think about what What, happened just like what your thoughts are on it like what you think could have caused it do you think it was just two white girls lying do you think it was possibly truly i think i like that uh ergot the rye theory the the rye theory yeah it's really po- it's a really popular especially theory. because i can assume if you're having muscle spasms and probably those cramps probably some fucking god-awful cramps that you're just gonna be like oh like mm-hmm. just you're gonna contort your own body just because you're in so much fucking pain mm-hmm. so i i like that theory i know when i like you believe in the witch don't you when i was um because i again i well first of all if you really want to ask me I think, of course, that there were witches in Salem. <laughs> of course. But none of them, like, hung or they got caught. I think they're too smart for that. And I think they got the hell out of Salem before shit got real. And I don't think witches are what they're depicted in, like, pop culture. Like, I'm just looking at your Hocus Pocus poster, so I don't think witches are, like, what they're depicted yeah. in Hocus Pocus. And I use Hocus Pocus because that's literally, like, Salem witches. Yeah. Like, you know. I don't think witches are like that per se. I would say that it's more like um, like natural stuff, like modern day witchcraft, like, you know, like green stuff. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, like crystals and stuff like that. Um, I, think it's, I think it's like a mix of stuff. Like, I really think that there was like probably people like practicing like herb medicine and stuff like that, which could easily be contorted into witchcraft. And... I think that the townspeople probably did get poisoned by food poisoning, and then they were probably accusing people of being witches because, God forbid, you put, like, fucking aloe vera on a burn. The Puritans were probably like, you're a fucking witch, and then they were probably like, yeah, no, get the fuck out of here. So that's what I think it was. I don't think it's, like, a fucking spooky devil. I mean, the devil is in fucking Cape Cod, but I don't think it was really, like, 
magic in the fucking right. sense of like you know what i'm saying but, yeah. what you would expect yeah. exactly yeah but that is my favorite Massachusetts folklore of the salem witch trials i think the salem witch trials are so interesting i feel like a lot of people don't like it because it's really played out and it's really popular but i think it's like one of the most fascinating things about like massachusetts history. i mean it's definitely one of the more popular yeah. if not the popular thing it's about like the massachusetts folklore yeah yeah because everybody knows about it but yeah have you ever been to Salem? I haven't, no, because first of all, getting there, nightmare. You literally have to drive through Boston to get there. It's an absolute nightmare. I live, I grew up on the Cape. Absolute nightmare to get there. Uh, <laughs> absolute nightmare to get there. If we haven't figured that out by now. Yeah. Um, well, just like, that's just my reasoning for it. I mean, now I live further away from it. Yeah. You know? um, and then, like, the only time to really go there is on Halloween. You could not pay money to go there on Halloween because you, people are fucking crazy up there. First of all, I feel so bad for the black cats that must be, like, adopted from shelters around that time around Halloween. Because, like, you know fucking people are crazy. They're probably sacrificing black cats for the name of God knows what. Why are you looking at me like that? Huh? You haven't heard about that? No. In Salem, it's, like, a thing where, like, a lot of shelters don't let you adopt a black cat, like, around a certain, like, time frame around Halloween. Because people, like, for a long time, people were literally, like, adopting black cats for the sole purpose of literally just sacrificing them on Halloween around Salem. What the hell? Yeah. Because just, like, the whole aspect of, like, quote, being a witch and doing witchy stuff and, like, sacrificing... What the sacrifice? fuck? <laughs> I can say it. Sacrificing, like, an animal to the devil and all this kind of stuff and doing witchcraft. It's just it's just ridiculous. Yeah. So people, like, that's what I'm saying. People doing stuff like that. Yeah. Making witchcraft be this this whole convoluted thing, and I just don't believe in witchcraft. Like I don't believe in witchcraft in that sense. Which is fair. Yeah. Um, I've I feel like s- I don't have to explain it to you. I feel like you know my mindset yeah. on a lot yeah, of yeah. things. Yeah. <laughs> I have been to Salem once, and it was miserable. Really? Um, because it was a whole like bunch of people from work, and we we're like, oh, let's all go to Salem. Now that's great, and all. But we said this in October, close to Halloween. That's where you fucked up. So, I mean, parking wasn't that bad, but being able to walk around was terrible. Mm -hmm. Because there was so many people, you could barely walk forward. We were hungry at one point, couldn't get to eat anywhere. Because everything was full, hour plus weights. That's why I was telling you, remember when we were like talking about maybe going to Salem? And you're like, let's go around Halloween. I was like, no. I was like, if we're going to Salem, we're going in the summertime, one, or we're going in the spring. I'm not going there in the fall. It's going to be a fucking headache. No, I'd be be going to Salem now or like the first week of September. Like, I I would not go any later than that. Yeah, I would not go in the fucking anywhere close in the fall. because Anytime in October is never happening. No, no. But it was, from what I, from the... That night and stuff, we ended up doing, like, a nice little ghost tour and stuff. So, it ended up being kind of fun, but just uh, there's just so many people to the point where it just was so unfun. <laughs> and <laughs> so, PSA, as fun as it is, you would think it would be to go to Salem during October and on Halloween and stuff, save yourself the headache. Yeah. Unless, especially nowadays, with COVID still being a thing and stuff, you'll easily contract it. Guarantee it. With the, just how close everybody was, you just can't avoid people. I just think it's, like, super, I don't know, maybe it's, again, just because we've grown up in Massachusetts, but I'm just, like, there's so many places where you could basically get the same experience. Like, there's so many, like, 
crystal shops and shit because that's mainly what Salem is. It's like the witchy experience with yeah. crystal shops and shit. There's some like we've literally looked up so many different crystal shops we can go to when we were looking to get you that bracelet. Yeah. So like, there's just so many places. But then people want to go there and they want to take pictures at the Hocus Pocus houses and yeah. all that other stuff. So there's that extra draw too. But I mean, what's the? Did they ever? Come I don't out? see the. Did Hocus Pocus two ever come out? Yeah. I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> It came out last year. I don't know. I didn't watch um, it. <laughs> maybe it's because I live here, but I don't get the draw of that. Like, I think to it's, see we, where it's it was, because we live here. Like, oh, wow. I mean, granted, Hocus Pocus is one of my favorite movies, but I'm not just like, oh, my God, let me run to Salem and see where it was filmed. It's because it's we just... live here. Because that's why I feel the way I feel about the beach. The most interesting thing that I saw was, uh, uh, what was that Boston Marathon movie that they filmed here? About, about the Paris, uh, about the Boston Marathon bombing. I know what you're talking. It's starring uh, Mal- Mark Wahlberg, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So there was a set for that by the apartments I used to live at in yeah. Weymouth. And they tore most of it down, but there was still a lot of it kept up. Mm-hmm. And so one one day we just walked over there because it, was, it wasn't really blocked off. And that was cool to see, just like that kind of movie set. Um, and it's interesting to see like the front of a house looks as you would expect the front of a house, but behind it is just nothing. Because yeah. why are you going to build the whole house if you're not going to see it? Yeah, exactly. Um, so just being able to see it in that aspect. But I'm just like, I have no want to go to why the actual, that? like, you know, Max and Danny's house from Hocus Pocus. Because, like, that's an actual person's home. Yeah. And I just put myself in the aspect of if that was my home. Granted, I'm buying that home knowing it's this, like, landmark, mm-hmm. if you will. But at the same time, like, just give them their fucking privacy, bruh. Why is that me, though, when it comes to, like, WaterWiz growing up in Wareham? Because, like, people literally drive to go to WaterWiz. I was a WaterWiz regular. I'm like, WaterWiz is literally on Cranberry Highway. Like, mind you, they're building up Cranberry Highway right now. But, like, Cranberry Highway was literally, like, Crack Hill. Like, Crackhead Central. I'm like, you're literally, like, there's literally, not anymore, I'm pretty sure they closed down the um, the motel that used to be across the street. Mm-hmm. But, like, people used to overdose in the fucking motel across the street from Waterways. And I'm like, they filmed a fucking movie at that Waterways, Grown Ups. Yeah. They filmed the movie there. I'm in, yeah. I'm in that movie, actually, which is funny. We, Are you? Yeah. I, they had, like, a thing, like, an extra thing where you could, like, if you were, like, the first X amount of people in line, you could get in for free and be an extra in the movie. Huh. So we waited in line. So I'm in that movie. Nice. I'm in the background in one of the scenes. <laughs> but <laughs> people literally, like... It's, even I see sometimes on TikTok where it's like thing fun things to do if your message is like water whiz and Wareham and I'm like bro Cranberry Highway dog shit dog shit mind you they're building it up now so it's probably a lot better now um, but like it just fucking blows my mind I'm like just because we grow up here we're just like are you fucking serious you're driving all the way here to go to, like to Onset Beach you're driving yeah. all the way here to go but to I mean that's water whiz like that's like people f- fly here on vacations because they want to go into Boston <laughs> it's the same but then on the other hand it's like we'll go to like Florida to visit all these different I know, things. And I people around Florida are like, "What's the big guy?" Like I, I know, I think about that all the time. Yeah. I saw a TikTok though where someone's like, um, "It was I literally saw it this winter though, but it's like when you go to the Cape during off season, and they're like standing on the beach freezing their ass off because the fucking and they're like standing at like what would be like the bar on the beach, mm-hmm. and it's obviously like boarded up because it's a fucking winter, and it's like you can see the locals doing a line for the local Dunkin' Donuts, and I was like, why is that so fucking true? Go to the Cape, go like to fucking like Hyannis or like Falmouth or something like during the off season, and go, dude, it's a fucking Terrible. completely different vibe. Yeah, completely different vibe. Yeah, that's like I went to. Yeah, I went to actually Hyannis because Target. Target opened 
a store down there a few years ago, and I helped them build the store, mm-hmm. and it was during off-season. Yeah. Nobody down there. Yep. Ghost town. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> I grew up, obviously, most of my life living on the Cape, and I, like, was born in uh, Barnstable, and, like, my mom grew up in Sandwich. Like, I literally, before we moved to Warham, I literally lived on the Cape my entire life. Yeah. And, like... I talk so much shit about the Cape. It's like, I have a right to. Like, my whole family's from the Cape. And it's like, I can say as much as I want about the fucking Cape. It's bad. I will say, I was a Lazy River slut at Waterways, to be honest. I literally have gone to Waterways twice in my entire life. That's really the only thing I would It's not fun to me. Because literally, it's used to be right next to our fucking Walmart. Like, there's, like, Mm. a water park and then just, like, concrete. It's like... It's like waterways, concrete, train tracks. I'm like, why are you so excited to go to this fucking water park that's right next to a fucking highway? Like, I don't know. It's just... Well, the thing is, Ryan, Ryan's family would always bring me along when they would go every summer. It was like a th- tradition we essentially started at one point. But the, the funny part of it all is every time I went with them... So they would obviously go mm-hmm. more than once. Yeah. And I would go to them at least once. And every time I would go, there'd always be some sort of issue. Like we get in like a car accident or like something like that. Like every bad time I went. <laughs> and so that became like a, a, a running joke. joke. Yeah. Paul's coming. There's fucking something's going to happen. Yeah. I just don't. I just never understood why people loved going to water. I'm like, dude, this shit is just like, it's not the vibe. I don't like water parks at all now as an adult. Me like in the I think they're very gross. They are. I'm like, someone probably peed in this water. Someone probably pooped in this water. Yeah. Like, I just... Mm. I tap out at theme parks. I don't even like going to theme parks. I like going to carnivals because I like carnival food, and I like the little things where you can win prizes and, like, the little booths where you can buy stuff. Yeah. You will never catch me on a carnival ride ever in my life. Oh, never. You see those TikToks where they're, like, on blocks? Yeah, and then every time the, <laughs> the cart comes over, it shifts over yeah. and it almost falls off. Like, no, thank you. Oh, my God. Like, the Barnesville County Fair, me and Stacia always go with, like, the kids and stuff like that because we, like, going to, like, the little things and, like, getting, like, the fair food and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But, like, you'll never fucking Fair food does hit different. It does hit different. It's my favorite. It does. We just have you ever been to, Have you ever been to the Big E? What is Speaking that? of mass folklore. No. The Big E is essentially, like, a big fair that's over it's in uh massachusetts thank you you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) but um have you ever gone to the barnesville county fair huh have you ever gone to the barnesville county fair no it's over the bridge on it's literally on the barnesville county fairgrounds like that's literally what the fairgrounds are called quite literally they have these giant fairgrounds where they only do the Barnesville County Fair because they make that much money during two weeks of the of the year. They only have it for two weeks during the summertime and they only do the fair there. Really? And it's just like giant plots of land in Barnesville. It's crazy. Damn. We can, they just had it uh, last month, but maybe next year we can go. It's fun. I mean, it's hell getting there because you have to sit in traffic to get over the bridge and then sit in traffic Ow. all the way down to Barnesville, but it's fun. Why is it not telling me where this is exactly? Oh, it's over in Springfield, I think. Um, that's literally... <laughs> In the middle of Western Massachusetts, we live on the East Coast. Ball. What the fuck? Why would I go over there? Six Flags. Oh, I've never gone to Six Flags. I don't like. You ever been to Six Flags? I don't like theme parks. Zed. If you want to go see Zed, Zed is coming to the Biggie. But it was. I essentially only know about it because of the high school I went to, and they would always go every year. Um, because they would have like petting zoos and all that stuff. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's just a, another big fair, it's multi-state fair that's around, that's over in the western part of the state. But it's like a big Massachusetts thing. It's so funny how like we're from different parts of the state, so we have like two completely different outlooks on parts of the state. We're not drastically 
Different. I know, but like I just talk about stuff that's like on the Cape. Like I'm talking about the Brunswick County Fair, and you're like, I don't know what that is. And you're talking about this fucking other fair that I have absolutely no idea what it is, and it's just it's just funny. Well, like I said, the only reason I know about the Big E is because of my school. But I guess even that like counts. Kate though at work, like she talks about stuff that's like in Boston. I don't know jack shit about Boston. Oh, like she's like, oh, like fucking Cambridge Newton. I'm like, I have absolutely no idea where that is. You work in Newton. I know that now. Oh. But they like explain shit. They're like, oh, down this street, that street. This. I'm like, I have absolutely no idea where that is. I don't know streets. I know landmarks. Kate was literally like, oh, yeah, I go to the King Richard's Fair in Carver. I'm like, Kate, you don't know where fucking Wareham is? You go to the King Richard's Fair? Literally, if you miss the turn to the King Richard's Fair, you end up in Wareham. It's literally right down the fucking road. You would have to turn around in Wareham to get to the fucking fairgrounds. Can we go to the King Richard's Fair? I fucking hate the King Richard's Fair <laughs> again because I always fucking went as a child. <laughs> We gotta end. We gotta end the <laughs> Go ahead, end it. <laughs> well, that's enough of the Massachusetts talk because we can keep going before Brianna slices my neck for some reason. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this was a really great. Thank you for your great history lesson on the Salem witch trials, and thank you for tuning in for another episode of the Massachusetts Folklore <laughs> on the Isn't That Odd podcast. Uh, let us know what other folklore you like about the state and maybe we'll cover it in the future orgy episodes of the <laughs> Massachusetts folklore. Part three will come eventually. Part four is... Anytime we have a guest on the episode, it's now an orgy. Okay, that's fine. Okay. Uh, so yeah, we'll plan on doing more mass folklore, but I think between the Bridgewater Triangle, if you haven't listened to part one yet, you should have. Yep. And between the same witch trials, that gives you a great... Right. teaser into what Massachusetts is all about. If you enjoy this podcast, make sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter at Isn't That Odd Pod, but it's Isn't That Odd Podcast on Facebook. You can email us at Isn't That Odd Pod at gmail.com <laughs> if you want to give us any insight into your own stories, personal stories, or if you just want to tell me I'm pretty. Or if you have any stories, true crime, conspiracy, or paranormal that you just want us to cover in the future, we have a Google form you can find in all of our show notes everywhere you can look. It is there. And you can input your ideas and let us know. And maybe we'll just cover it on a future episode. It's there, but it's not square. It's and it's around. definitely not queer. Okay. And with that, goodbye. we hope you enjoyed this episode of the Internet Podcast. And we will catch you on the flip side, homie. On the flip side, homie. Bye. Eventually. Someday. Bye. In the future. Bye. I am the past, and you are going into the future. Let me oh, yeah. know how it goes. Paul's going on vacation. Next trip. Oh, no. You'll be here. I don't know. Maybe. Bye. There's a vacation somewhere in between yeah. here. All right. Bye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Until next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. Why are you still listening? Go to the next one. Yeah. What the fuck? And if there's no next one, <laughs> Could you go back to episode they just, one. They just fucking... <laughs> oh, my why are you still listening? Next one is ready for you. It's primed and ready. But if you listen on Tuesday when this dropped, it's not ready. But go back and listen to another episode. Do you miss our voice yet? Hi, podcast besties. Hi, podcast besties. Welcome to episode Shut This Off. Bye. Bye, podcast besties. <laughs>